I don't think I've ever had Cookie Crisp. It's bad. I ate it when I was in a big man, and it was gross. <laughs> I was like, like I'll, I'll show finally, you. Finally, Mom. Mom. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you. I'll eat cookies for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good microcosm of the millennial experience. <laughs> what? What? That you're being like, yeah, eat? fuck you, Mom. I'm going to eat cookies for breakfast. And it sucks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I ate cookies for breakfast. <laughs> Turns out this sucks ass and I hate it. I never get to be an adult. (laughs) (laughs) It's like modern day Peter Pan. (laughs) Except Peter Pan had fun. (laughs) Peter Pan didn't have a stomachache every day. (laughs) This isn't Peter Pan. This is Pee Pee Pan. (laughs) Are 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 you ready? Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Funny Papers, a show where three thirty-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic '90s cartoon show Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Hey, chat. Should I pick Penis One or Penis Two? And Tim, this Christmas we bring you the gift of horny. Today, we cover episode 33, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. In episode 33, part one's title is Doug's New Teacher. This might be the most wild episode of this of the series. Yeah, yeah this, this one is an absolute fucking train wreck. Now, okay, I'm going to say something right now. <laughs> Great. In this one, penis. In this one, Doug fantasizes about showing his classmates a porno mag. Now, <laughs> this might sound like a bit that I would make on the podcast, <laughs> the Funny Papers, but I assure you, it is not. Yeah, this episode is also like so fucking dense. Like so much happens in this episode, and as it still ends like- abruptly. Yeah, I think it's just because they ran out of time. Like, this is a case of, this is something that very rarely happens in uh, media like this. Normally, they just take forever to load up the one plot point, and then there's some garbage payoff. They load up so many potential plot points in this. Mm -hmm. This, like, this entire episode, in the Gritty Doug reboot, this is going to be a season-long arc. (laughs) what all the stuff that happens in this everything that happens in this episode just so they can pay off any of it yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a substitute teacher because mrs wingo's drying out (laughs) well as is the case in this one yeah i mean this one is like they do they they're very like cagey about the reason that wingo's not here on this one yeah it's family business yeah which is fine but like at the same time, we the family really... is intervening in something. <laughs> Can't imagine what. <laughs> I mean, at the, at the same time, like we haven't really, we don't know much about Wingo in the real, uh, not our headcanon uh, version of the Doug lore, right? Well, we very... wrote Wingo, so. <laughs> You're right. Remember. There's no one who understands more about her than we, her creators. <laughs> and this, uh, this, this podcast is effectively the Doug Cimmerillion, right? Yeah, she's a char- she was my character study on addiction and obsession. <laughs> right, she's the deepest character in Doug. Actually, <laughs> she's the most important character because she's a funnier character than we've ever had before. <laughs> well, no, the most. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
That's a good pull. <laughs> Holy it took, shit. It took me a second. Jar Jar Binks reference, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, that got me good. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Uh, I, I think the one more important character that we've met so far is Mr. Computer. <laughs> and Brian. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, and Brian. His son, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> don't, don't talk to me, Mr. Computer, or my son, Brian. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, well, so let's get, <laughs> let's get into this one. Uh it begins with everybody is just sort of chilling in class, right? All the kids are. Uh, and I guess they all got there early because Wingo isn't there. There's no, like, leadership in the class yet. Uh, and, like, they're sitting around. And then on the announcements to maybe just to this class, but also maybe to the whole school, who knows, uh, Bone gets on the announcements. May I have your attention, please? Due to unexpected family business, Mrs. Wingo will not be teaching this week. Now, your substitute teacher will be arriving momentarily. So no monkey business! Everyone is fucking amped at this. Like, everybody yeah, crowd goes out. absolutely fucking ape shit. I can't yeah. wait to bully this adult, they say. <laughs> That's what's happening. Like, Roger's pulling a slingshot out of a black duffel bag of just, like, tricks that he keeps. Fucking Dennis the Menace, motherfucker. <laughs> He's got his bag of Joker supplies. <laughs> so, somebody in the audience, like one of the kids, is waving a pennant for the pulverizers. Yeah, he has a full <laughs> duffel bag, doesn't he? He does. Just and full it just, of like, goofs. <laughs> <laughs> and we've never seen this bag before. It's it's not at his desk. He just like it's now suddenly materializes on his desk. It's just like a full fucking bag of goofball items. <laughs> oh, he says that he doesn't want to do it. He just has to do it. He has to bully the substitute teacher. This one is a study on free will and determinism. <laughs> <laughs> Everything... I am forced by law. This is actually yeah. deep and complicated. Okay, I'm ready for your uh, your thesis as you go, Sam. I'm ready for your supporting argument. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think this bit would have legs. <laughs> my supporting argument is I make boom boom in my pants pants. Uh, the court will adjourn for a short recess. <laughs> it's diaper time. The judge has announced it's diaper time. It's legal now. <laughs> this is canon. <laughs> I am the judge of diaper court. Order, order. Well, speaking of this is canon. <laughs> and uh, not diaper court, not, which is was, going yeah. to hell forever. I thought you were going to say diaper court. Doug shows Skeeter a picture, and Skeeter goes, wow, cool. But we never see what the picture is. <laughs> So I posit that it's oh, my no. idea of Mickey Mouse sucking his own dick. Thank you. <laughs> You're great. Everyone stands and applauds in the courtroom. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. you it's you impossible get an, to confirm or deny. You get an extra five minutes to this diaper recess. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to use it to shit my pants. <laughs> Wowee. Boom amongst us. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, so Doug gets upset that Roger is uh, talking about bullying this substitute coming in. 
I couldn't take it anymore. Substitute teachers can be fun to goof on, but Roger was going too far. How? <laughs> By suggesting he... Well, though, to be fair, Roger has an entire duffel bag full of in-case-of-substitute <laughs> teacher deploy goofs. Like, this but, is his bug-out bag if he was a survivalist. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Doc is saying in this that it's good to goof on substitute teachers then, right? Yeah, a little bit of bullying is fine. We already know this from previous episodes. That's true. That's been an explicit moral in uh, in Doug before. Is that a little <laughs> bullying's okay? <laughs> Just a little bit. Builds yeah. character. Right, right. And so Don't the substitute- take it overboard. <laughs> that would be mean. Right. So... Rather than just take the duffel bag away, Doug decides that he is going to individually pull out each of the goops in order to, like, throw them in the trash can, I think. Uh, well, we don't uh, know what he, his plan was because it gets interrupted by <laughs> Doug get, getting a boner for the new teacher. Right. So he pulls things out of the bag. He pulls out a whoopee cushion. He pulls out dentures. And he pulls out a spitball kit that looks like an EpiPen. <laughs> Maybe it's just an EpiPen. I think it might be. Maybe hey, Roger's <laughs> allergic to, like, green olives or something. Yeah, I think Roger's just, like, embarrassed that he has food allergies. <laughs> so he labeled <laughs> it a spitball kit. <laughs> and Roger's like, dude, give it back, please. please. I need that. <laughs> please. I need that not to die. <laughs> I need to check myself every hour, Doug. Please. Doug, Doug, I'm, I'm, I'm allergic to beets, Doug. <laughs> no, you're not going to bully the teacher, Roger. <laughs> You'll die trying to bully the teacher on my watch. Oh, man. Well, so as Doug is walking this to the door... We don't know what he's doing with it, but he's walking into the door of the classroom. The door fucking slams open into Doug's face and knocks him to the ground. This is an adult doing this to the child, by the way. Right. Just, and to, she, just to put it in perspective. <laughs> and she doesn't notice at all. Doesn't she apologize. No. <laughs> She's just establishing dominance. This is a power play. Yeah. She's oh, yeah. Fucking... That's coming up. That's coming up later. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Speaking of coming up. (laughs) So Doug looks up to see who has assaulted him and finds that it's okay because, oh, boy, she's hot. She's (laughs) fucking hot. (laughs) Woo. Hello, class. I'm Miss Newberry, your substitute teacher. And he plays, like, sexy sax- saxophone music, right? <laughs> sexy uh-huh. saxophone music, yes. And now, yes. one thing I'd like to point out here is that, predictably, Doug gets obsessed with this woman and this woman's opinion of him. But the only reason he's obsessed with her is because she's hot! <laughs> she's so hot! <laughs> like, if this was just a normal, like, not attractive person this episode just doesn't happen this episode is just totally based on the attractiveness of this one woman i mean think back to the last time when doug thought about seducing a teacher uh-huh. in the james bond episode mm-hmm. when, i have uh, an erection when when he, he he imagined how it would be seducing wingo but in his fantasy he had to make her hot, hot right wingo Hot Wingo. <laughs> so that's, Computer, that's who, <laughs> generator. 
<laughs> yes. So that's what's happening here too. Uh, it's that like, and he even says like, uh, like it shows that all the boys in the class get heart eyes, and Doug just stares at her and screams, wow, while on the ground. This is also the only episode of Doug where he is not crushing on Patty. Yeah. yeah She's just kind of taking the episode off, which, I mean, fair. Fair, yeah. She deserves it. Take one. (laughs) Take a breather there, Patty. She is there and has lines, though. Mm -hmm. She's disappointed in Doug, which is something. I mean, I I think this episode's ultimately another. Room amongst us. I think this episode's (laughs) ultimately another humiliation thing. Do you think it's a fantasy? uh, I can't decide. Um, I can't either. I mean, I think if it is a fantasy, it's just like in the sense of Doug getting off on being humiliated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of improbable <laughs> things happen in this. Like, it doesn't follow any sort of like a lot of. Well, I shouldn't say any logic, but it, there is a lot of just like jumps in logic, as we're about to see when uh, she knocks Doug over and all the pranks scatter, and she's just like, "Oh, there's there's a lot of pranks." And then (laughs) Roger walks over with the slingshot in front of the teacher and puts it in his hand, puts it directly (laughs) in Doug's hand. Like, even as a, like, you don't need much as a child to, like, suspend your disbelief. But, like, even Mm -hmm. that, it's like, come on, you don't, you don't need to do that. And it's, like, in front of her. Yes, directly in front of her. Like, they're at a perpendicular angle to her. (laughs) And he puts the slingshot in Doug's, and as he does that, Doug goes, huh? (laughs) It's it's incredible. Uh, You don't have to do that. The pranks there serve that purpose. Just have Roger quickly hiding it behind his back. Right. Does exactly the same thing, and you don't have right. to like watch him put it in his hand. <laughs> it's just baffling. And like at the whole time, Doug is like, "It's not what you think." As he accepts the slingshot and says, "Huh." <laughs> and the teacher scowls at him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, we cut to the title card and come back. And we hear Doug explaining that Miss Newbury was the most beautiful teacher I'd ever seen, and I just made a total fool of myself. Yes, sir. But, I mean, yes, to be sir. fair, you were stealing Roger's possessions there. Yeah, to throw you them kind out. kind of deserve it. <laughs> I mean, I don't say, I wouldn't say he gets deserved to be knocked unconscious by a door hitting him. <laughs> I will say it was funny as hell that that happened, though. Yes. Right. That's right. And that she didn't give a fuck at all. <laughs> she was just <laughs> like... actually disappointed in him. <laughs> she was like, Doug, that's too many EpiPens for one boy. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta space those out. Those are expensive. <laughs> uh, well, well, Mrs. Newbury, the first thing she asks of the class is for everyone to read a passage from their book for for the class. Uh, and everyone volunteers except for Patty, who's just frowning. <laughs> Including other girls in the class, which is awesome. <laughs> and the girls don't really have any say in this episode. Yeah. Other than Patty being disappointed in Doug. But the other girls are also volunteering for Miss Newbury, so hell yeah for Doug for being, yeah. maybe being a little progressive. 
Uh, well, <laughs> eventually Nuri calls on Doug to read the passage. Uh, not remembering him as the troublemaker from two seconds ago. <laughs> or just maybe figuring, okay, it was a bad first impression. Any bad first impression could happen. I don't know shit. I'm a substitute teacher. I've never seen these kids before. True, true, true. Uh, well, Doug <laughs> screams yes. And then <laughs> fist pumps. <laughs> he fist pumps, stands up, and combs his hair. <laughs> Yeah, this is what I'm talking about with like the dream logic, <laughs> right? That this like, like anti social behavior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes into slow motion bullet time and combs his hair, <laughs> adjusts his pants so the erection isn't showing. Right, of course he tapes it up, <laughs> uh, and and then Rod. Even though, okay, so Doug has his book in front of him, right? Like mm-hmm. it is on his desk. Mm-hmm. And then Roger hands him a different book. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure, fine. I see no reason why this could fuck me over. And it's a different color than his book. Like, like Doug, what in the world? Like, Doug first accepts a slingshot from Roger and then accepts a book. And what's the bit here? Oh, it's so funny that he's reading from the wrong book. Like, what? Funny. What? Also, wait a second. This is the first thing that's happening. We haven't established that we're doing a particular class yet. You're just saying, read from page such and such in the book. Yeah. Which book, Mrs. Newberry? We haven't established that. Yeah. This this happens directly after she writes her name on the chalkboard, right? Which would probably be the first, the very first thing that happens when she enters the class. And then, like, she doesn't even say what subject they're in. You're totally right, Jim. (laughs) Just... Well, <laughs> yeah, okay, this I think this is a fantasy. I think this is a fantasy. Okay. I think I, I think I've heard enough. <laughs> okay. I'm still not sure yet. That or this is a new teacher who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing, which by the end of this episode we'll have very conclusive evidence of that. I mean, Doug right. gets thoroughly rinsed in this one, so it might be real, <laughs> but See that's why I'm not sure yet, right? Is that Doug gets so fucked over constantly in this that, like, even though he does think about getting fucked over in his fantasies, it's usually not to this degree. And then he usually doesn't get out of it within the same fantasy, well, right? I mean, and he, we, he also sort of gets off on it, so. <laughs> okay, well, then that does add that adds evidence to the fantasy column. <laughs> yes. All right, well, the court's still in session for this one. We need we need uh, a unanimous vote on this, and I'm still undecided. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Doug is, so, so basically Doug accepts the book from Roger. He's like, oh, yeah, thanks, bro. Uh, and then he starts reading about firefly mating rituals, apparently. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Which apparently is very early in the book of the biology textbook. Guy, cover the importance. <laughs> yeah, yeah th- th- this is the important thing for the kids to learn about. Right. Firefly right. dong. Right. And Newberry gets fucking pissed at this. <laughs> like, right, this, so this is an honest mistake, like, under yeah. any other circumstance. Why would you get so mad at this? Why would Roger think this is funny? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. <laughs> Right. She is like 
livid that he's doing this. She's just like, Mrs. and Muskie, we're not reading from the biology book. We're reading from the history book. <laughs> I know you think you're clever, Mr. Funny, but I didn't sit down, please. Like, wowee. <laughs> Calm down, man. I guess she's trying to assert dominance over the class after seeing a pile of goofs, but... Right, just finally immediately finding the person that she can beat up on the most, and it's clearly Doug. Yeah, yeah, she's trying to, yeah, just find the weakest person in the class. Which, I mean, good honor. It's true, she immediately recognized it. Uh, And then she's like, all right, well... Now Roger is the one who gets called on to do the actual reading. He stands up and he's like fumbling through the reading, right? Like he is not doing yeah, he, a great he, job. He ca- at it. catches himself midway through, and also the reading is <laughs> very interesting. I thought you'd like this, Jim. Go for it. Oh yeah, because Let I you know off what the it's chain. a reference. <laughs> because I know what it's a reference to. Yeah. So you familiar at all with the lost cause narrative? No, go on. All right, so. (laughs) Bluffington is Richmond, Virginia, capital of the Confederate States of America. And they Mm -hmm. maybe did a little bit of a whoopsie back in 1860 that resulted in some bad things happening. What Roger reads out here is the humiliating defeat at Bellysburg marked a turning point in the war. General Fawcett was demoted and returned for prisoners. The Lost Cause is a piece of post-Civil War revisionist history designed to make it sound like the Confederacy was making a very firm stand for principle and not trying to launch a war of aggression because they figured they could win it. And that's what this is about? Oh yeah, this is actually a reference to a real thing that happened, except for they've massaged reality just a little to make the Confederates sound like they had their shit together. Is I'm guessing this is Gettysburg, right? Oh no, it is not actually Gettysburg. This is okay. uh, Fort. Yeah, this is the fight battle that makes Ulysses S. Grant's career. And okay. it is incredibly fucking humiliating for the Confederacy. <laughs> because okay. what happens during it is... Like, the Confederacy was in a good position. This is a case of the all the strategy involved basically boils down to... Clip that. Yeah. <laughs> the Confederacy had a very strong defensive position, and Ulysses Grant absolutely overextended like crazy trying to take advantage of it. And if the Confederates had known what the fuck they were doing, they could have stopped him. But the thing is that everybody on both the Union and Confederate sides went to the same damn high school. They all knew one another. They all remembered one another. And Ulysses Simpson Grant remembered that General Floyd and his adjutant, Brigadier General Pillow, were both complete (laughs) fuck-ups. Absolute cowards who would never push the advantage. They'd always try to dig in and buy themselves some time. And so he knew that I can overextend like crazy because they'll never punish me for it. He takes advantage of this, kicks both of their asses, and, as the final insult, deliberately lets the top two guys leave. When the guy surrenders to- the third third in command surrenders to him, he issues a brief comment like, Where's Floyd and Pillow? It's been so long since I've seen them. Generals Floyd and Pillow believe that uh, the cause would best be served if they could continue to fight on behalf of the Confederacy. 
Huh. I figured my cause was better served by letting them escape. I'm so confused at what this has to do with Belly's Burger. <laughs> because General Fawcett <laughs> is General Floyd. And what they tried okay. to say is he was demoted to private and was eventually returned for prisoners. No, he wasn't. They gave him his job back. They oh. took this absolute dog shit general, but because he was a fine southern gentleman, they let him keep commanding troops until he died. <laughs> there is some Confederate okay. revisionist history in here, and that is so fucking funny to me. That is wild that they, they shoehorn that into a Doug episode. Also, I mostly told the story so I could mention the existence of Brigadier General Pillow. I knew it. I knew you were doing it just to say that. I, I thought that was the Fawcett analog. That's what I thought, too. No, I thought that was, you were unfortunately, just like Fawcett. Fawcett is Floyd. Pillow was his second okay. in command. I thought you were just saying it's a funny word. <laughs> it is that, but also that the, the Confederacy Apologia make. stuff. Yeah. Wowee. All right. Well, still, you heard it that's here a very... first, folks. Jim says the Confederacy's good. <laughs> <laughs> parody, parody, parody. Yeah, parody if you want to find a great example of people fucking up, it's really hard to top. So, uh, I also don't see why something like this would be on page 42 of a textbook. Because That's this is a textbook early. in Virginia, and we gotta make sure you know that, no, really, what we didn't really get our asses kicked. It was something else's but, fault. But the textbook isn't even, like, you know, Civil War history, or even American history. It's straight up history. And they're just like, wait, quick, we gotta shove this in there, page well, 42. I don't know if it was like this in your guys' states, but I had to take several instances of Texas history in Texas public <laughs> schools. Like, wow, there are we. full classes on just the history of Texas. You learn a lot? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on a scale from 1 to 10, how many inches long was Sam Houston's dick? <laughs> uh, he had an innie. <laughs> Doesn't apply. Next question. <laughs> yes. Trick question. You passed, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so <laughs> Roger is reading this uh, for a while, and, and he asks, like, some very weird questions. He's like, am I reading too loud? I'd be happy to read softer. <laughs> uh, now, now he's gone beta on us. Yeah. And the whole time, Newbury is taking notes in red pencil in her book. Oh, no. Doug, who cares? Trouble isn't <laughs> real, Doug. That's, that should that should be the lesson of this episode, is trouble isn't real. Kind Especially of, yeah. when it's from a fucking substitute teacher. That's the reason Roger was trying to bully one. There are no consequences <laughs> for doing so. That's true. Yeah, that was the, like, the setup for all of this, is yes. that trouble isn't real. <laughs> there is no point anyone has ever gotten in trouble for making somebody else's life hell. Yeah. Well, substitute teacher's life hell. Fuck. Words. Hard. <laughs> yeah. Also the well, other thing, but substitute teachers more importantly. Of course. Well, Doug is freaked out about this. Uh, and they go they go outside into, like, the quad. We've talked about how this is basically a high school campus. And they go to the freaking high, like, like, college quad outside of it. Uh, and they say that, like, all the girls start, like, giving Doug shit. Like, Patty is giving him <laughs> shit, and so is Connie. They're just like, ha, ah, they really nailed you, Doug. <laughs> like, <laughs> How humiliating. 
<laughs> you got in trouble for reading the biology book. <laughs> <laughs> she was pissed off. Right. Old question mark. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, and, and to that end, like, Skeeter's even being like, I don't know what you did. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> unclear what the problem is. Yeah. Well, this, like, it cuts to out of this is such a weird scene because out of the school, as everyone is talking shit on Doug, out of the school walks Newbury with her arm around Roger as like more sexy music is playing, uh... telling, telling Roger, You seem like a sensitive boy, Roger. What can I do to get through to him? Uh... <laughs> it's this is a crime. So... Uh, uh... It's so weird. This is... <gasps> Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, Doug, when you were fantasizing about doing this, that was a crime. I'd like to establish to be 100% clear, this is also a crime. It's so weird. <laughs> like, man, like, this was a thing in 90s. To quote TV, our dearly like, departed uh, <laughs> president, uh, very legal and very cool. Of course. <laughs> Like this, this was a thing in '90s TV. Like making a making light of situations like this. Wanting to fuck the, the teacher, and then right? It actually at, happens. At least when the teacher was female and the the kid yep. was male, right? Yep. It was like, like, so, it was like they were just fantasy, right? It was like boys will be boys, right? <laughs> like, it's definitely not molestation. <laughs> definitely not. Ha ha ha! If it was, oh, we'd I be know. real fucking creeps. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Well, <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, Doug is is pissed that Rod is getting all the attention, <laughs> and and like at this time, uh, Newbery is saying that like a good substitute never gives up on a troublemaker. Right, uh, even though she, excuse even me. though she just did, <laughs> yeah, yes. like literally fifteen seconds ago. A good substitute <laughs> just survives the class. That's it. <laughs> a good substitute leaves it so the teacher is not too far behind when the teacher gets back. A good substitute shows movies during class. That's right. That's the that's the best substitute. That's yeah, the that's best the best possible substitute. But like, it's impossible to do better this. than that. Do not at me. <laughs> <laughs> she literally just gave up on Doug, mm-hmm. right? She yeah. said she didn't she didn't correct his behavior. She said, "Fuck you, sit down. Roger, you do it." Doug hasn't <laughs> actually done any trouble yet. No. Nope. I mean, like reading out of the wrong book, even if you do it intentionally, that's not really trouble. <laughs> that's like a minor inconvenience that can easily be played. If Doug was just like, "I'm sorry, I got the wrong book." Yeah, which is true. <laughs> I was so nervous to to, to do this you in front of the class. You didn't tell us which book we were reading out of yet. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, my head still hurts after you gave me a concussion with the door. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, it's maybe that's the reason Doug can read it all because usually he can't read. <laughs> <I knocked laughs> he got kicked in the head him. so hard that he he's literate now. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Newberry. Maybe that's Dear evidence. Dear diary, this- <laughs> I can finally read the words in you. This is fucking weird. Maybe that's evidence to this being a fantasy because Doug can read. <laughs> yeah, it, this episode happens in real life up until Doug gets the concussion. At that oh. point, at that point, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's before we meet the teacher. Maybe it was just like a regular substitute yeah. coming in the door. He, he's but, fantasized. Uh, he got hit in the head. Now he's thinking about hot babes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, that's how we got hot Wingo, right? Was uh-huh. Doug doing a fantasy. So maybe, yeah, maybe this is just like a, uh, uh, like a normal, like not as super attractive teacher, right? And it's just like, I'm not saying that the normal teacher is not attractive. I'm saying, don't add me. I'm saying, like, you're falling in the trap. No. I'm thinking too much about the implications. We now reverse the judgment. Of, Mike is now no longer holding court. Mike is now the subject of the court. We will now is, allow him a free only if he rules with me on whatever the fuck we were yelling about. No, earlier. I'm still the judge of diaper court. <laughs> Sometimes the judge can take back his own statements. Order! Order! (laughs) Anyway. So. You're just hitting a diaper instead of a gavel, and it's going. I'm just hitting a, uh, you know those like uh, those squeegee bottles of soap? I'm just hitting that into a diaper. We're all being very intimidated by it at every possible second. Right. It's a real shame it's harder to get soap at the store these days. (laughs) Typer cord ain't going to fund itself. Anyway, uh, Doug gets fucking pissed that Roger is, uh, that Roger is in the good graces of hot teacher. Uh, and he starts, he starts to yell, but Skeeter covers his mouth. Again, this is only happening because the teacher is attractive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, it feels just sleazy to me. I don't know why I can't really articulate it. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, because she's an older woman in an elementary school class, yeah. and it's about all the... Well, I know, yeah, I'm, I, I'm saying, I know th- that part aside, like, <laughs> just, just the idea of, like, the beauty being the sole impetus is creepy yeah. to me. It, agreed, agreed, agreed. It's also one of those things where the levels of awful become extra deep once you realize this is not high school, this is a fucking grade school. Like, if this is a high school, as it's played in constantly, it's still awful. <laughs> but it is a different type of awful from the, they're fucking 11. <laughs> and we know they're 11. Roger later. is 13. Uh-huh. You are macking on a 13-year-old, Mrs. Newberry. What uh-huh. the fuck? Oh, man. And we get confirmation that Doug's 11 in this episode. We yes, do. we do. <laughs> in case you need it spelled out for you, it's right there. Right. Well, uh, so we go to the next day. We like kind of cut through this into the next day. Uh, Roger shows up, and he gives Newberry an apple. And she's like, oh, boy, an apple. <laughs> But he says it's fake so that no worms will crawl out and mess her up. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Um, 
And then Doug sprints into the class. The class hasn't even started yet, right? Like, everyone is still arriving. And Doug sprints in and slams into Newberry, knocking Doug to the ground and briefly lifting her into the air. Knocking like, her upwards, one might say. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> a bunch of little worms messed her up. <laughs> yep. That's semen. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the subtext <laughs> in this episode is fucking wild. It's so bad. Well, Doug falls on the ground, and Newbury drops her notes on the ground. This and is so funny. This is such a weird moment, looking at the notes. Astonishingly right? so. Because we've talked a lot about how words in the Doug universe are, like, wrong. <laughs> like, they, like, don't make sense, uh, but only some of them. Yeah, only right? small words don't make sense. The large ones, like, signs and banners and stuff usually do. Right. But this is a full shot of her notes, right? There's nothing else in the scene is these notes. Uh, and they include such words as Toff's Day. <laughs> One day here is Toff's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a history test asinusinesony. <laughs> and then throughout, through multiple times in this are written, Hail Dottie. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Hail Dottie. Well, Hail Dottie. Hail Dottie, I guess. <laughs> it's probably something really bad. Probably shouldn't probably. say it. Whatever. It's fine. Whatever. I, I think it's supposed to be hall duty. But it's spelled out, Hail Dottie. <laughs> okay, so there are two things that are real statements in this, right? The first one is at 8 o'clock, there is meat with Jack at Jumbo. Uh, that is one thing that is like, at 8 o'clock, that is definitely a meeting with Jack at Jumbo. I think Jumbo is one of the Nickelodeon production companies. Yeah, it's specifically Doug's production company, Jumbo yeah. Studios. Yeah. Right? Meet with Jenkins to see if I can get longer role on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe this was stuck in there. This was the last episode that this guy wrote. Uh, this is the guy who wrote all the Quail Man and the Beat Arcs. Is this and also, then also the Incesto? No, it's not the Incesto That's guy. Interesting. I know, right? It's not the yeah. guy who does the slave shit. It's not the guy who does the sister stuff. Uh, it's the guy who writes all the Quail Man arcs and all the Beats arcs and all the, uh, he also wrote the Doug's Lucky Hat. He's our favorite author. He's the awesome one. No, our favorite author is the Incesto guy. <laughs> no, our favorite author is this guy because he wrote four plots. We <laughs> respect episodes. and honor the Incesto guy on grounds that it's the only way to keep him away from us. Right. Oh. So maybe, yeah, maybe this was like meet with him to either quit or to ask for more work. <laughs> I, I want to be in the Disney version. Jim Jenkins, please. <laughs> please You're saying this back. teacher? Yeah. This teacher? As a teacher. Please bring me back when you get bought out by the, the mouse company. <laughs> when when Dr Doug's drawing at the beginning of the episode comes to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> But this, uh, this scene is so funny to me because, like, she knocks, like, imagine if you'd, like, knock one of your, like, notebooks on the floor, and then Doug just, like, stands over it and clearly <laughs> is just, like, reading it. Yeah. Like, like that's a private thing, dude. Especially when it's the teacher's notes. Yes. <laughs> and he, he yeah. leers over it for, like, a good couple of seconds. 
Yeah. And recall that she's not knocked down. She's yeah. not even phased by yeah. this. He just bounced off of her. It's like he's made of flubber. <laughs> Maybe he's a cartoon character. They don't have uh, the same physical properties Bones. as regular people. <laughs> yeah, they're very wiggly. <laughs> Oh, man. well, the one thing that we're supposed to actually see on this uh, on this thing and this notebook is in red pen. It says Doug Funny Troublemaker in all caps <laughs> underlined. <laughs> That's a swift judgment for knowing a guy for a day. I yeah. imagine <laughs> Bingo seeing this and just busting up laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, he reads them in front of her and just says out loud, he screams, Troublemaker! (laughs) Well, he can read. That answers that question. Right. (laughs) Definitely a fantasy. Of course. Well, speaking of fantasy, this launches Doug into a new fantasy. Uh, This launches into Bluffington's Most Troublesome, hosted by Lamar Bone. This is probably my favorite fantasy thus far in the series. Yeah, I do like this one. It's very good. For a lot of this one's actually I think legitimately funny for a lot of reasons. Uh it shows Bone, he's like standing in front. It's like an America's most wanted kind of thing. And he says, It's time to look at a good student gone bad. And we see a reenactment of the classroom with actors for all the kids. Patty has a beard, and it's awesome. (laughs) All the reenactment (laughs) actors are great. Yeah, the reenactment actors are deliberately just the fucking worst, and it's so good. It's very good. Like, it's they're just nothing looking like the kids other than their, like, clothing and maybe their hairstyles. Yeah, this is one of the few times when the show is trying to elicit a laugh, and it got one out of me. (laughs) Right! It's like, they did it! Maybe that's why this guy was fired from the show. (laughs) Yes. Not supposed this to be is what you funny. get for trying to make people amused. Right. Uh and oh, in this fantasy, uh we can remember we talked a lot about like the decor on the walls uh in the classroom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh there is a map of the world and also the United States specifically uh that we can see from the classroom and it's much more accurate than the last time. Like there's actually like definitions of states and like continents and stuff. Uh, except Michigan is missing, and there are still five time zones in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't have it all. Yeah. <laughs> Baby steps. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, yeah, Doug busts in. He's bullied Doug. He's Looks got exactly a... like me. <laughs> uh, he's also, and this is just weird. Hey, uh, so bad version of Doug has the same skin color as Roger Klotz for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he has glasses, strangely. Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah. And, and like, a Punisher shirt with an open vest and spiked bracelet, a single glove, a bandana, tattoos, and a big toothy grin. Yeah, it's Billy West doing the voice acting, too, but he changes it up, and it, it rules. Yeah, he's so good at doing that. Like, you remember the episode when Doug was pretending to be Roger? Uh-huh. Like, and that was did... astonishingly good. That was amazing. That's why they couldn't get him back for the Disney one, because he's too good. His price probably went up a uh-huh. lot. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, uh, he sits at the desk. Here it at comes. Wingo's desk. <laughs> Here it comes. Well, well, well. Ain't this sweet? <gasps> oh! 
Okay, class, I got something I want to read you. It's an interesting and informative article out of this month's Naughty Boy magazine. See? And then he pulls out his copy of Naughty Boy magazine. <laughs> and he holds up like a fold-out from the center. <laughs> Danger, yep. danger, this is not a bit. Danger, danger. <laughs> yeah, it's not. We didn't write this. <laughs> Sam did. Come on. <laughs> he fucking holds out a porno for the class to watch. And As unrealistically, the they're all horrified by it. I feel yeah. like at least one person would just be like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Intriguing. At least, Tell me more. At, at least Roger would be like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> although would naughty boy ma oh, i guess i got the gender screwed up never mind okay <laughs> naughty boy magazine i was gonna be like i was gonna be like what if it was like playgirl <laughs> and it was just like even even more uh offensive to this christian town <laughs> oh god maybe it was I mean, it's a magazine of naughty boys. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Perfect. Doug is a naughty boy in this episode. Yeah. And uh, there, and on the back of Naughty Boy magazine, there is a advertisement for hair loss cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hair you. It's the cream you apply if you want to lose your hair. Right. Of course. It's the only way to increase your personal power. Well, speaking of which, Bone says that he's got a number to call if you have info on this bad seed. <laughs> uh, so soon do we return to the Uncle Happy adventure. Right, right, that's right. We determined that uh, Percy Femur was the bad seed. Uh, or no, 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 wait, he came from bad seed, Yeah, he right? came from bad seed, i.e. he came out of a clown penis. Wait, so does Bully Doug, is that what Uncle Happy looks like? <laughs> yes. Maybe. We have seen the face of Uncle Happy. This is what would happen if he accepted the message the mask is trying to teach him. Yeah. Which is, and I don't know, show off porno in the classroom. Uncle Happy's I, death might have been a good thing. I mean, speaking of things that you would find in your uncle's old clown trunk in Son the basement. Of a bitch. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, all right. You've convinced me. Gentlemen, is... I think we, we have got something. him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Gentlemen, the economy works. We found the face of Uncle Happy. <laughs> and he's grinning like a maniac the whole time. And right? it's in a dream sequence, which is where Uncle oh. Happy works his most dread mechanisms. It, this is Uncle Happy. Yep. Oh, we've, shit. We've learned so much here today. He's bad seed, baby. <laughs> oh, I gotta learn a new voice for put the mask on. God damn it. No, you don't. That that's a same that's the same voice that Bully Doug could be doing here. Uh, this is just he's just he does a different voice when he says put the mask on than when he shows porno to a classroom. Come on. Good point. Well, I've just had like, him been talking like that of, uh, at all times, so I guess I have to expand my range. Which I well maybe to. He never talks like, expand your range. Never yeah, hang develop on, hang a on. new bit. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Maybe he we know that Uncle Happy is either in jail or in undeath right now. And so that's probably how he talks now through that. When he's trying to communicate through the ethereal and or toll-free payphone, uh, he is speaking in that voice, right? <laughs> it's this voice! <laughs> yeah. In case you haven't seen, didn't watch that or listen to that episode. <laughs> Check out oh, that the episode. Mask on, Doug! 
Yeah. Check out, dear reader, check out every episode of The Funny Papers. <laughs> yeah, that one rare episode where he mentioned Uncle Happy. <laughs> Yeah, the most important character in Doug lore. Oh, no, other than Mr. Computer. (laughs) Other than Mr. Computer. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) For more, our transcript on what would happen if they dated, please consult my fan fiction, which can be found on the Patreon. (laughs) Indeed. Jim, you have made so many promises for the inevitable Patreon. If we ever actually do blow up, you have got a lot of work to do. (laughs) I, the safe thing is that they're all going to be the same document. (laughs) <laughs> and no one will that'll be the uh we'll we'll purposefully make that be the lowest tier donations that everybody donates higher <laughs> <laughs> higher tier donation you get to split up the jim fort document <laughs> higher tier lowest tier we send you malware that puts that on your computer <laughs> <laughs> some people just don't understand real art <sighs> indeed indeed <laughs> Well, uh, so (laughs) Duck comes out of this fantasy and he's back at home now and he is smiling as he writes a report on cheese. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, He's just like grinning so hard as he's writing a report that is entitled Cheese Our Friend. (laughs) Well, he was thinking about showing everybody the porno mag. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I'm smiling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's surprising. <laughs> well, his his friend Cheese, uh, he's writing it out, uh, and he, he just keeps thinking about being called a troublemaker. He writes down that many people think that Cheese is a troublemaker. And he goes, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not what I meant. My brain. I cannot harm Cheese. Cheese is my ally. <laughs> He's our friend. He's not a troublemaker. <laughs> Although, it's just like, who's if you're writing an essay called Cheese is Your Friend, who's assigning this, like, craft Foods? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he already had to write one on Silt, right? So, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. It's probably Bluffco, right? Bluff Crow probably Makes has a cheese. food brand. Yeah. Out of the one cow that like lives in Bluffington. <laughs> and make beet cheese. <laughs> oh. That's a fucking thought. I guess there is the one cow in Bluffington. There's the one that's shown up in two distinct episodes. <laughs> oh. Well, so Porkchop looks at him as he's talking about this, and then draws him a picture and colors the picture of a bone immediately. <laughs> um, ah, he's a printer. <laughs> he yeah, Porkchop is instructing Doug to bone the teacher. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't think about that. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Doug takes from it. He goes, oh, you're right. I'll draw her a card. Huh. And this. <laughs> now, it's my and thing. This... How do you go from bone to draw her a card? And oh boy, Doug's not going to disappoint you. Yeah, this takes us immediately into another fantasy. Another very really... good fantasy. Yeah, really a formative fantasy of Doug Mythos here. Uh... <laughs> Sam, do you want to take this one? Because you are so Sam, excited Sam, about this I one. Need you lick- to take I'm this, licking please. my lips. Sam, I'm... I think you deserve this one. <laughs> Doug makes the teacher a picture of a submarine that says, the world's best sub. 
This might sound like a bit, but it's not. It's not. And then the teacher says, do, I, do you mind if I call you Doug? Which is maybe the most psychotic thing I've ever heard on this, on this show. I don't know, because she says that, and then she says, you can call me Cecilia, and holds his hand. But what was she calling him before that? Uh, maybe she Odd. has to call him Mr. Funny because he's a man. How sweet. This is the most beautiful card I've ever seen, Doug. Uh, do you mind if I call you Doug? No, Miss Newberry. You can call me Cecilia. Uh, uh. <laughs> I think we're li- losing sight of what's important here. It's the world's best sub! He put it on a card! <laughs> This show is talking directly to me. <laughs> we, you know, we've talked a lot about merchandise that we need to make for people. The in best the sub. We need to make the world's best sub greeting cards. <laughs> Just come on. <laughs> Our official LLC, definitely not horny productions. <laughs> We need to make these cards. (laughs) And I mean, wait a minute. Thinking about it now, thinking about our upload schedule, it might come off creepy. (laughs) Yeah, but thinking about our upload schedule, this episode comes out right before Christmas. Yep. (laughs) Merry Christmas. If you haven't gotten anything for your loved ones yet, have you considered making sure they don't love you anymore? (laughs) Have you considered making them a world's best sub card? <laughs> Until you can buy one from the Funny Papers LLC. <laughs> this plan is so insane, too, because, like, what does he think that's going to do? Does, does, she, does he actually think she's going to be like, oh, Mr. Funny? <laughs> yes! I, any normal person would be like, that's weird, dude. Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> Just do your homework, Doug. Or just go, ah, thanks, and then throw it in the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. No, I mean, he imagines that she's going to come and hold his hand as romantic music plays like it does in the fantasy. He's he's 11. He's 11. I guess, yeah, we forgot to mention that it it shows a mugshot in the last fantasy of Doug, and it confirms that he's 11.5 years old, and he's 5 foot 1 inches, and he's 98 pounds. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, it confirms it. Like, this is Doug. On the off chance you thought for a second that he was in high school. No, no, (laughs) No. he's not. This is a grade schooler. And you can't even make the argument that, oh, maybe it changes episode to episode. It's the same episode. (laughs) We want to be entirely clear. People should be going to jail for the events of this episode. Boy, oh boy. Anyway, uh, so... World's Best Sub! (laughs) Never forget World's Best Sub. Well, Doug, in this, he gets so caught up in this that he forgets to do his homework entirely. Uh, and he goes, it's, it's thinking about subs. <laughs> He's too busy thinking about that. Uh, and he goes into class the next day. And she go, and obviously the teacher's like, hey, let me collect your homework. And Doug's like, I didn't do my homework, but I, I spent <laughs> hours making this card for you. 
bat shit. <laughs> and she's like, uh, okay, dude, and hands the card back, obviously. <laughs> I will credit this this show in that she actually reacts understandably here and is like, dude, come on. on. <laughs> come on, man. Man, what the horny, fuck? But God damn. Yeah. Also, you're the sub, little worm. <laughs> yeah. You bounced off of me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the top here. <laughs> And at this revelation, everyone in the class looks at Doug and is like, Patty is like, Doug, what's happening to you? You're changing. And Patty's, Patty's like, you've never not done your homework before, even though he definitely has. <laughs> Man. Well, I forgot to mention, I need to bring this up in the last fantasy. All the classmates are in the class while Doug is having this fantasy about boning his teacher. And in the background of, like, the last shot, Willie is there, and he looks so uncomfortable. It's so funny. <laughs> like, uncomfortable how? He's just looked, like, he looks concerned. <laughs> which he well should be. Yeah, definitely. This There's is criminal. <laughs> this is not great. And he knows this as the mayor's kid. <laughs> <laughs> He's no stranger to scandal. Right. Oh, man. Well, uh, speaking, there's just more dense things happen in this episode. Because Newbury gives Doug a note that she has to go and see Mr. Shalaki, the guidance counselor. A place that Doug notes that only serious troublemakers get sent to. We know that's not true. We've seen the show. <laughs> Uh-huh. And so we cut to Shalaki's office now. Like so much shit is happening in this episode. We cut to Shalaki's office and he is on the phone with somebody. He's making Doug wait while he's on the phone with a patient, I guess, which seems weird. Take two hugs with a big glass of courage. Call me in the morning. <laughs> Bye-bye. Absolute pervert. <laughs> also, it's liquid courage. He is telling Wingo, just get <laughs> Fall off the wagon. Yeah, who are you? He's fooling? probably talking. He's probably talking to Wingo. Who else would call? That's a good point. Take two hugs and uh, say hello to your good friend, Mr. Daniels. Oh my god! <laughs> and then he hangs up after saying, "I am not a doctor." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I've accomplished my goal for the day. Right, a life well lived. All right. Well, Shalaki doesn't remember Doug at all because he's like, even though he just saw Doug to talk to him about career day, right? Uh, and he's Why like, Why would anyone remember we? anything? I mean, Doug was the one he was so amped about uh, being the business executive, business, right? He was like, You're the business, luckiest. Business, remember? <laughs> How could we forget? What the fuck is business? I don't, I've never heard of a business. Right. Who the fuck is this child in my office? <laughs> <laughs> I need to get back to prescribing alcohol. <laughs> well, Shalaki says, he reads his name out. He says, Douglas Yancey Funny. Yancey, I like that name. Yancey, let's say it aloud together, shall we? You get the sense that Jim Jenkins didn't like the concept of guidance counselors. I don't think this whole thing, this whole bit is about how guidance counselors are useless and don't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. Really sucks. 
You should do, like, the important thing is you should solve your problems on your own. Hand out world's best sub cards to people who you want <laughs> to become close to. There's no chance this could backfire on you. Right. <laughs> Yancy, Yance, come on now. I hate my middle name. Ooh, we're making progress. Doesn't it feel better when we're honest with ourselves? No. Just nah. like blatant shitting on therapists, right? Like blatantly shitting on just like therapy techniques. Mm -hmm. Just, and it's, ugh. Young man, I think you need to reach down deep, deep, deep and grab onto Yancey. I believe Yancey is the good kid inside you trying to get out. Tell that troublemaker to flee, flee, flee. You've met this child before. You're, this is your job. <laughs> yeah. You, you know this person. <laughs> Uh, theoretically, but the thing is, without Mr. Computer and his constant tummy aches, this guy can barely tie his own shoes in the morning. That's a good point. Well, Mr. Computer is here, right? He's in the shot. So maybe Mr. Computer does have a tummy ache right now, though. It's possible. He always gets tummy aches. Yes. He's got a tummy <laughs> ache on his hard drive. Mr. Right. Computer is busy crashing the global economy right now, Douglas. Of I'm course. Sorry. Mr. Of Computer course, is becoming course. Skynet. <laughs> Actually, I just checked. Mr. Computer is not here. Yeah. So maybe... They threw hmm. Mr. Computer away. Yeah. He's off on a far more <laughs> impressive adventure. Or they sold it to the Sleeches, and then it's now part of Brian. Oh. Or this episode takes place before the business episode when he doesn't know Doug and he hadn't got Mr. Computer yet. I think that's the most likely. I think this is just out of... Yeah, out of order. order. For no payoff. Just, just <laughs> to be confusing. This could be. It's a fairly uh. common approach. Yeah. Well, okay, so then he's just like, even though he just told Doug he's a good kid, he's like, hey, uh, actually, you're an asshole, and we're going to have a parent-teacher conference, because that's what they all say when Doug says he's a good kid. Like, uh, So, like, would you ever have a parent-teacher conference with a substitute? What would be no. the point of that? Nothing. Because the substitute is moving on to do a different class. Like, you do a parent-teacher conference to build some sort of, like, relationship between, you know, the teacher and the troubled kid. Yeah. It's like, just like... What? Why? <laughs> and then we also realize that the day that they're going to have the parent-teacher conference, she is gonna, like, Mrs. Newberry's gonna be gone. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Good Miss Newberry is leaving on the day that they're supposed to do the parent-teacher conference. So it's not even, it doesn't, yeah. not, not a single lick of sense. <laughs> and to that point also, Shalaki is the one who assigns the parent-teacher conference, but I guess I'm volunteering Newberry? both of these people to do this because I don't want to have to fucking deal with you, Doug. Yeah, like Shalaki was the one who assigned it, but I guess he was saying that Newberry would be the one to run it? Like, What? <laughs> That's a really good point. And they also trust Doug to be the one to deliver the news to right. his parents. <laughs> what in the you world? You would think a troublemaker, you'd send it to the parents directly because, famously, troublemakers don't tell their parents shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about well, uh, things is for cowards. And that's why this thinking about things sends Doug into the next fantasy of this episode. There's so many. There's a lot this episode, yes. And this one is that the conference is happening between Newbury and Doug's parents in a jail cell. <laughs> 
Newbury is is telling Phil and Theater, who are in the corner of the jail cell hugging each other, she is telling them that Doug is bad and about to go through a huge scroll of material. And Doug is brought in by one of the town goons who is in guard clothes. (laughs) And in this, the parents even say, they say, Where did we go wrong? Yeah, though this is a time that uh, he's fantasizing about his parents thinking that he sucks as opposed to fantasizing about his parents thinking that he's cool. Well, That's true. So this part might have actually happened. This part, <laughs> except for it didn't happen in jail, it happened at the hospital where he has been taken <laughs> after his concussion. Why couldn't it be well, more like Roger Klotz with a more resistant skull? Well, maybe this, so the way it works when Doug has a fantasy within a fantasy, so say this episode is the fantasy, and he has a fantasy within that, maybe that follows real world logic. But then, no, that that doesn't work for when he flirts with the teacher and she's into it. That doesn't work at all for that. So, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Look, it's Inception rules. Things get a little bit bullshitted around dream level two. I suppose that's true. Oh, man. (laughs) Well... (laughs) They, this, like, takes Doug, he's, like, hanging out with Skeeter, and then he decides he's gotta go back to school. He sprints back to the school, uh, and he knocks on the door to the teacher's lounge, and Newbury is just in there by herself reading. And, and the clock says that it's 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock p.m., right? There's mm-hmm. a clock in this room. It's been two mm-hmm. hours since school is let out. Yeah, and Newbury's just chilling in here reading by herself. And, like, that means that Newbury does way more work than Wingo ever has, right? Ah. Like, there's no fucking way Wingo's ever been here past three. Yes. <laughs> oh. Well, Doug gives a speech in which he basically blames the teacher, right? This speech is so fucking weird. He says, I'm not what you think I am. I'm not a troublemaker. I never tried to be a problem. I'm Doug Funny, and I promise from this moment on to be the same kid I always was before you thought I was somebody else. And he points at her accusingly. (laughs) And then she just gives him a completely blank stare. It is (laughs) by far the funniest moment in Doug. Yeah, this absolutely rules because it is the correct reaction to an 11-year-old walks up to you and gives you the, I'm going to try to make this relationship work, baby, I can change speech. It's like, and, and the reason it's a problem is because of your conception. Like, I, kid, I gotta give you credit, you're abusive partnering at a college level. <laughs> he, he, he's trying to make her the world's best sub. <laughs> oh god oh, no. god it's bad it's really fucking awful well she just stonewalls him and doug's like well see ya <laughs> <And the leaves. laughs> yeah. like well i suddenly uh, some vague fraction of self-awareness kicks in the back of his head and realizes hmm something about this isn't coming off the way i wanted to right oh well yeah, he's just like, all right, gotta go. <laughs> and then she continues to read the Substitute Teacher's Manual, <laughs> which is a huge book. <laughs> oh, man. 
Anyway, so now they're back in the quad, I guess. They're just back, and we assume it's the same day, I guess, because like the, it has to be. It has to be. It has to be. They're just like hanging out in the quad, and Roger is still there too. But like Doug and Skeeter are hanging out, and she, the teacher comes over, uh, Newberry does, and she gives Doug a little speech. She goes, you know, you think you're such a oh, and wait, 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 and when she gives this speech. She, like, narrows her eyes and uses, like, a mischievous tone, right? And this is real life. This isn't Doug's fucking Yeah, this is an additional many parts of this are fucked up. Look, you. You think you're such a tough guy. But you want to know what I think? What? I think that deep down inside, you're a good kid. And if you can just listen to your heart, you're going to be all right. Um, I don't care what the manual says. I'll make you a deal. You try and bring the good Doug out, and I'll just forget about tomorrow's parent-teacher conference. A lot of things to cover here are, uh, first, no, he's, he hasn't he hasn't acted tough at all. At no point has he been physical, confrontational, or anything. He's just been a goofus. Like, he hasn't been tough at all, too. Listen to your heart. No, don't do that. That's what got you here. <laughs> Three, she's leaving tomorrow, so she can't do a parent-teacher conference anyway. Like, this deal is bullshit. And four, the reason she's making this deal is, I don't want to do a fucking parent-teacher conference. <laughs> I don't care about your parents at all. Yeah. I could not give less of a fuck about you, Doug. Yeah, she explicitly says that she's going against what the manual says. She was probably scouring that manual being like, oh, God, how do I get out of this? I don't want to do this. I want to talk to this horny 11-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I don't want another card. <laughs> I need to go talk to that horny 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Yeah, which she then proceeds to do. Uh, Roger, and oh wait, and Doug, wait, 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 before she goes, when she's giving that speech, she touches Doug's shoulder, and he grins like fucking crazy. Uh, his, <laughs> his smile uh, just like <laughs> expands the width of his face and like stares at her hand. So he's <laughs> he's not amped about getting out of this, he's, he's amped at getting touched by a hot older woman. He went boom boom from his wanky. (laughs) And then when she leaves, she says, this will be our little secret, and then winks at him. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Oh, no. In conclusion, horny is forbidden. Yeah. Well, on that note, she goes to talk to Roger, who is also in the quad, and he's shoot, trying to shoot a bird with a slingshot. Also, <laughs> notice, this is an elementary school with a fucking quad. Yeah, it's so... There's like a fountain in the middle of the quad. Well, uh, she finds Roger, and she tells him she's like... Hey, can you come into class early tomorrow to help clean the board? He's like, definitely. And to help you. And she's like, no, it's to help Wingo because she's back. And she like, Wingo like waves from the door. And (laughs) she's back right now, in fact. (laughs) She's already here. She came after school for some reason. She's out of detox early. (laughs) Right. 
<laughs> she took Salaki's advice of what to do. <laughs> She's not hangover anymore. That was a, right. that was a hangover cure. <laughs> right. And then Doug gives us the moral, I think. I learned a lot from being the class troublemaker for a week. Like, don't be too quick to judge somebody else. And first impressions aren't always right. Hold up. Don't be too quick <laughs> to judge somebody else? Who is he talking about? Is he Talk talking about the, about teacher. the teacher judging him? Yeah. Is yes. He, is he, like, fucking, like, moralizing against the teacher here? People yes. should be allowed to not like me. Yes! That's what it is. I thought the, I thought the moral would be something about like how obsession makes you a weirdo because that that seems to be what is the case here, no, right? He's obsession taking the moral. Being bad? He's saying he's saying in here he's saying that the teacher learned a lesson. Yeah, he's never he's question saying, me, Doug. Funny protagonist yeah. of the universe. If, yes. yes, the first impressions aren't always right. That's also on her. Yes, because that's what this is. All of this Jesus is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's why when he went and approached her in the teacher's lounge, he was pointing at her accusatorily. Like, all of this is him saying the teacher is at fault here, right? It's not Holy that Doug... Holy shit. It's not that Doug should take responsibility for his own actions. It's that the teacher was wrong and she realized that maybe it's okay to forgive or, like, maybe you just don't want to deal with this, right? It's fucking wild. God... <laughs> Just totally misses it. Just adds. This might be the worst they've ever missed it because it's not Doug. It's not. They're not saying Doug learned a lesson. (laughs) Yeah, like like in a vacuum, that statement is a good moral, right? In a vacuum, Uh if it was Doug who did something that learned that that was wrong, like don't be too quick to judge someone in first impressions aren't always right. If Doug learned that, that's a solid moral, right? That's not what's going on here, baby. That is not what's going on. (laughs) Holy hell. Wowie zowie. (laughs) What a fucking episode. Just a reminder, like three hours ago when we started this, they had the world's best sub as a card in this episode. Yeah. And then the episode just fucking ends. Yeah, that's just it. fades to black. In and conclusion, it. show pornography to your class. There will be no punishments for doing so. <laughs> it's okay to not do your homework, I guess. <laughs> as long as you're... Clear about which BDSM role you prefer. <laughs> In a card, which you at some point may be able to purchase from the Funny Papers LLC. <laughs> <laughs> like, share, and subscribe, folks. Like, share, and subscribe, or else we'll send you the card. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, that's 10 good. out of 10. <laughs> Best Doug episode ever. This is a pretty good one. Total fever dream of an episode. Absolute hellish nightmare. Well, that's what happens when this guy writes a third plot in his ninth episode. Yeah, (laughs) he wrote his third plot. They're like, okay, no, we got to get the fuck rid of you now. Oh, shame. Well, (laughs) I think that brings us to the end of the episode, guys. Thanks for joining everyone. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm loopy now. Thanks for joining us, everyone, <laughs> on another episode of the Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> no, I'm the world's best son! <laughs> <laughs>
No, I'm the world's best sub. <laughs> we'll fight about it in the comments, folks. <laughs> Step on me, daddy. Oh, my God. <laughs>